You are tuned in to Bright Spots Radio with Sandra Deakin. To listen to more episodes, go to sandradeakin.com. Hi! Wow, I've just had an amazing experience. I've been at a two-day seminar of Dr. Eric Pearl, The Reconnection, and it was amazing. As a matter of fact, Dr. Pearl, Eric, hello, hello. is sitting here and it was beyond mind. I saw miracles happen. I saw people who couldn't move their hands or their arms in the beginning of the seminar, and that same evening they could touch their hands above their heads. It was about energy, and that's what I, how I experienced it, Dr. Pearl or Eric. So it's about healing, reconnected, healing, reconnection. But what is healing, if we would start with that? What is healing? Well, healing is a return to an optimal state of balance, harmony. It's removal of the disharmony so that everything that's left is harmony. It's the removal of the illusion of darkness so that everything that is left is the light. It's the removal of the untruths so that everything that's left is truth of who and what we are. Reconnective healing is, according to the researchers, a new level of healing that may well be here available to us for the very first time through a comprehensive spectrum of energy, light, and information that allows us to transcend the limitations of time and to step into a timeless existence because these are timeless levels of light and timeless levels of nonverbal communication that seem to bring about a natural return to balance and to evolution. Now, I've experienced as a journalist and in my private life a lot of healings because it really it, 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 uh, it fascinates me. But you make it seem so simple. I've been here for two days, we could also practice and we could experiment. And when I saw you on the stage, you make it all look so simple. That's because it is simple. And I think most people in the healing world have been consciously or not consciously needlessly mystifying the process. Mm -hmm. I think today it's about demystifying the healing process. Reconnective healing is about allowing the healing process to become clear and transparent to everyone. That's the gift. That's the reward. The challenge for a lot of people is whether or not they're willing to allow the healing process to become clear and transparent to everyone. You know, there's something that some people gain in keeping the mystique around the process, making them look special. Um, another gift or reward of reconnective healing is that it allows us to completely transcend our techniques, our fear-based protections, our mm -hmm. rituals, our external objects, our healing toys, to facilitate healings that are fairly instantaneous and tend to be lifelong. The challenge, once again, is whether or not we're willing to allow ourselves to transcend the techniques and the rituals and the fear-based protections. 
And the question then becomes if we're not willing to transcend the techniques and the rituals and the protections to facilitate healings that are far more instantaneous and comprehensive tend to be lifelong. We need to ask ourselves why. If we're not willing to demystify the healing process and allow it to become clear and transparent to everyone, we need to ask ourselves why. And if we're not willing to ask ourselves why, as I said yesterday, and we need to ask ourselves why we're not willing to ask ourselves why, because it is the willingness to ask ourselves these questions and honestly explore the answers that becomes the key to us discovering and accessing our own mastery in the field of healing. I discovered this weekend, and as I said, I've really had, as a journalist, I've experienced for 10 years all different healings, and I'm very open, and at the same time, I really had to go beyond mind, because there were certain moments that I was in disbelief, because it was, like I said again, so easy. It's an elegant simplicity, and sometimes it is so simple that it's hard for us to choose to accept or understand, and sometimes it's so simple that we're not sure whether we want it to be that simple, uh -huh. because then it means that we can no longer view ourselves as being uniquely special. We have to recognize that. Yes. Everyone is special, therefore no one is special. Because I learned here as well, everyone can be a healer. Everyone else can be a healer. Everyone. It's our right and responsibility. It's our divine right and responsibility to be able to access healings for ourselves and to facilitate them for other people. When you go through the full level one and two training program of Reconnective Healing, by the time we complete this, I can pretty much promise you that A, you will be able to do anything and everything in the field of energy healing and beyond that I can do. And B, you will be able to do anything and everything in this field of energy healing and beyond that any human being anywhere on this planet can do, no matter how famous, no matter how seemingly special, no matter how seemingly unique, there'll be nothing that anyone can do in this realm that you won't be able to do as Beautiful. Now, how come that I've seen two miracles happen here the Friday night when I was here? People who couldn't, two persons who couldn't move their hands like this, and all of a sudden, after the reconnection, they could touch their, you know, their hands above their head. And, and then, and, one, and one of them, it was surgically caused yes. because a nerve was cut. Yes. And the nerve was gone. Another woman had had it for I forget. 15, 20 years, Quite something like time. that, a very yes. long time. And then you also uh, met a boy who came here from France a week or two ago who was 15 years old, who has Hurler's syndrome, muki, uh, a mucopolysaccharidosis, I believe it's called, a hereditary disease that he was both unable to raise his arms and unable to close his hands. And he demonstrated for us that although he had that problem for his full 16 years of life, now he has full range of motion and full range of motion of his hands as well as his arms. And my question is, how come it works, let's say cancer for example, mm -hmm. how come with some people it works, with others it doesn't? Well, 
choosing the terminology of it works is an interesting choice right there. Because when we say, how come for some people it works and for some people it doesn't? But we're, what we're really saying is, how come some people get the result that they have in mind or that we have in mind for them and other people get different results? For example, why is it that someone might come in because they're having facial pain for a couple of years? And they come in for that reason. And when they leave, the facial pain is still there. But they've forgotten to tell you, let's say you're the practitioner, that since they were a little boy or a little girl, that they had lost the hearing in one ear and they regained their hearing. And we can say, well, if we look only at the facial pain, we can say the healing didn't work. But if we recognize they regained their hearing, then we find it's not appropriate for us to say the healing didn't work. What's accurate is that the healing came not in the form mm -hmm. that we expected according to our limited human conscious, well-intended, educated minds, but instead the healing came in the form that the universe has designed for them, one that was unique for that person, one that they hadn't even dreamed of. You know, reconnective healing doesn't treat a disease or a diagnosis or a symptom. It doesn't focus on that. As a matter of fact, as a practitioner, you learn how to not focus on those things, how to rise above that, and instead focus on the consciousness of allowing that person to enter into a healing state where the perfect intelligence and wisdom of, call it God, call it love, call it Allah, call it the universe, orchestrates the healing for them including determines the form it will take. So reconnective healing is about returning that person to an optimal state of balance. Therefore, what's optimal for one person might not be optimal for the next. Three people could come in for reconnective healing with the identical diagnosis, the identical set of symptoms, the identical severity, the identical length of time, and might get three different sets of results according to what's appropriate for each person on their life course. We, as healing practitioners, have to learn that it's not up to us to determine the outcome or to focus on the result, but instead we are here to focus on the process of facilitating the healing and to recognize that that is pretty much akin to our responsibility is to open a door. The other person's responsibility is to have the courage to choose to walk through that door. It's our ego that wants to open the door with our left hand and push them through with our right hand. When we rise above that level of ego of thinking that we know the appropriate healing for that person on their left course, and we recognize that opening the door with our left hand is our pinnacle responsibility. And any way of altering that or trying to address the outcome becomes us getting in the way and us mm. not remaining in our pinnacle. It's interesting and there's so much wisdom in what you say. And I'm wondering, because you started as a chiropractor, as a doctor, a classical doctor, mm -hmm. did you know all this when you started or how 
Did you tune into this? I don't think I knew yesterday what I know today, and I don't know today what I'm going to know tomorrow. So definitely when I became a chiropractor, I really had very little idea what I was getting into consciously. I will tell you that pure chiropractic has a gorgeous philosophy, and I did dis discover that along the way. True chiropractic also does not focus on aches and pains and headaches and symptoms. About 65-75% of chiropractors, maybe more, don't understand what true chiropractic is, and they do focus on those things. But the pure chiropractors realize that their responsibility is to look at the spine and the nervous system, remove an interference with the brain-body communication, get out of the way, and allow the power that made the body to heal the body. That's what pure chiropractic is. And reconnective healing manages to do that on a grander, more universal field because it's done hands-free, hands-off. It's done without touch. So for example, if I take your hand and say, open your fingers right here for me, just hold them open for a second. Okay? Mm -hmm. Hold them right there. Got it? Yeah. Now if I bring my hand in here, Hold your fingers a little more strong. Here, hold them right there. Okay. If I bring my hand right in here, I allow myself to feel a sensation. And I watch. Now, your fingers are still a little soft. I'd like to see you holding a little more okay. firm. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That's better. And as I do this, I see tiny little vibratory movements in your fingers, which maybe you feel, maybe you don't. Tell me. I feel it, yeah. What does it feel like? Can you describe it? Like a little bit of electricity? Like an electricity, okay. As I pull my hands further and further away, as I stretch it, it becomes weaker or it becomes stronger? Stronger. It becomes stronger. Yeah. It's the opposite of energy. Energy gets weaker. This actually intensifies. Now these fingers have tiny little movements. Let's look at this hand. Mm -hmm. Hold your fingers right wide open, so, right there, yeah. firm. I'll come in here. Now these fingers are having larger movements. Yeah, I feel it more in this hand. You feel it more and you can see it. Wow. Why? I don't know. We are having a different interaction 30 seconds later than we had before. Because you can never step into the same river twice. It's always flowing. Mm -hmm. So it's an interaction. It's an example of the power of three vibrating at a greater power of one. Three being, say you, who's number one, the recipient. Say number two, the practitioner. Number three, whatever word you want to choose or name you give to God, love, or the intelligence of the universe coming together at that moment in time. But the movement, according to the researchers, is the fact that unlike any of our energy healing techniques, old or new, reconnective healing, by virtue of being not a technique, frees us from technique, yeah. allows us to move beyond time then, because we've let go of technique, and we access energy, light, and information that hasn't been here before, Therefore, it's the first time that your tissue interacts with it and the movement of your muscles and your tissue is your body shifting to carry and accommodate 
these new frequencies. Now you didn't have as much of a movement as someone else who experiences it for the first time because you have been immersed in these frequencies for the past two and a half days. So you're already becoming used to it. When we do this with someone who hasn't felt it, oftentimes the fingers, as you witnessed, and their hands and their muscles start to move in a far larger manner. Okay. Now what also was a big difference for me was like um, when I have a inner healing in myself and I feel the healing happening, there's a lesson. Let's say I, I learn a lesson or when I heal, when an organ is healed inside of me, there was a, a lesson. There's no lesson here. It just happens. Oh no, healings always include or involve lessons. Sometimes we recognize the lessons. Sometimes we recognize the lessons consciously. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes they are innate on a cellular level that they take place, but they're not conscious in our minds. You know, they say, why do we experience illness? And we can say some people may need their illness to give love, some to receive love, some for their own lessons, some for the lessons also of others around them. The wife who chooses to go through a health challenge so that the husband can learn a greater level or degree of compassion. The child who might choose to leave this planet earlier than we think we should so that the parents can gain a greater understanding of something else on this earth and share yet a different level of relationship with one another. Maybe a parent that we're close with dies, leaving us with a parent that we don't have such a close relationship with. Maybe that was partly their agreement for us to learn to establish that relationship that we never had with that parent. We don't know the reasons. We don't know the reasons. Lessons happen on many planes, but it's not always as simple or as blatantly obvious as we would like them to be. Okay, okay, that's interesting. How did this change your life? I don't know. I don't know how it's changed my life. I know that it has changed my life. I know that I am not the same person. I can't tell you dramatically how much or why. Uh, I can tell you that I am far more observant of universal laws and principles, of how trees know to grow up and tree roots know to grow down and Babies know to be born with two eyes and one nose. I know I am far more observant of seeing the essence and the love and the child within people with whom I interact. I know that when someone gets angry, I can see that it's really hiding their hurt and their sadness. And then I can see their heart more in that interaction instead of responding, meeting anger with anger. I believe that we are here to observe, to be the witness and the witness to the seer and the seen, to 
recognize more, including to recognize the fact that we are all one. And I believe I'm learning to look into others. And instead of asking what makes me special and unique, mm. ask what makes you and I the same. Mm. And that's a gift, because when we can see ourselves and everyone else, we recognize that we're part of a far greater picture than we may have thought. It touches me. Thank you. How could this change the world? I believe when we recognize that we are all not just connected, but one and the same part of a greater whole, we start to recognize that when one child cries in one part of the planet, a hundred children weep in another. When one child laughs, a thousand children laugh. I think it's easy to think of ourselves as individuals, separate and unique, coming here for a lifetime, dying, being complete in that process, and letting go. But when we recognize that we are all one, I believe that's the next step into bringing about world harmony. World harmony today, which is really only a manifestation of the internal harmony that we discover. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Bright Spots Radio. Hope you enjoyed this. For more inspiring talks, go to sandratikin.com.